Bowen here, the host of Together We're Gonna Find Our Way, an unofficial Silver Spoons podcast. How's everyone doing today, this fine Saturday afternoon, because it's currently 1.02 in the afternoon here. I'm happy the sun is out. I'm gonna, gonna go out and maybe get some ice cream at this, uh, ice cream place that's closing tomorrow. I kept saying, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna go there. I already went there once and got my funnel cake for the year, but um, I definitely want to get some ice cream from there. So, I said I was gonna do that last night, and I said that like the weekend before, and it's within walking distance, so. But I'm gonna do it this afternoon, because if I wait till after dinner, then I'm not going to, and I'm gonna lose my chance. And there'll be Tomorrow's the last day before they're closed down until, like, next April, so I gotta do it. Well, we are almost towards the end of Season 3 of Silver Spoons. I can't believe it. So, this episode that we're going to be focusing on today is Season 3, Episode 21, entitled... All the Principal's Men, which is probably a takeoff of All the President's Men. This episode aired on March 10th, 1985, when Rick reveals that the cafeteria has been substituting horse meat for beef on his cable access show. The principal wants to know his source. They had cable access shows back in the day? Yeah, <laughs> I know that back in the day. I was three. Actually, I was still, I was two and a half when this episode aired, but still. This episode was directed by Jack Shea, writers David W. Duklin, Ron Levitt, Michael G. Moy. Uh, we got some other names in here. We got some other names in here, guys. We got Danny Callis, Teleplay. Jim Jorhan, Teleplay. Gary Furrier, story. Aubrey Tadman, story. Ben Starr, Martin Cohen, Howard Leeds, all three creators. Let's see. This has got a, wow, 7.9 out of 10. This must be a good episode. Oh, Mr. Snodgrass. Um, and the guy who plays Larry. Definitely, he's... Definitely old. Definitely older. Because <laughs> I'm looking at this picture of Peter Van Norden, who plays Larry, and yeah, he's full on gray beard. But there's nothing wrong with that. People age over. I mean, it's been 34 years since this episode aired. So you tack on another like 16 years. Yeah. There's no trivia, which there normally isn't for these episodes, so. Alright, before I officially get into the episode, I want to give a shout out to some podcast listeners. Alright, we have Reno, Nevada, Swanee, Georgia, Orangevale, California, Cedar Park, Texas, Chicago, Illinois, Westville, Oklahoma, Los Angeles, California, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Barcelona, Spain, Lima, Peru, Citrus Heights, California, Ridgecrest, California, Alamo, California, Athens, Greece, Sheboygan, Wisconsin, Oakville, Canada, Miami, Florida, Warwick, Rhode Island, Zephner, Florida, Norman, Oklahoma, Bangkok, Thailand, San Francisco, California, Belfast, United Kingdom, Brazil, Medicine Hat, Canada, Ron Concoma, New York. I'm sure I mispronounced that, sorry. Brantford, Canada, Mansfield, Texas, Brooklyn, New York, Prior Lake, Minnesota, Nashville, Tennessee, and Norfolk, George, uh, Virginia. Excuse me. 
Thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast this week and every week. This means so much to me. As I've said in the past, I loved covering Punky Brewster. I love covering Silver Spoons and just watching the characters grow and evolve and develop friendships and relationships. It's, it's been so fun. If you'd like to follow along with the podcast, if you're new, you can go to Facebook at Together We're Gonna Find Our Way, an unofficial Silver Spoons podcast, or to Instagram at Silver Spoons Podcast, or Twitter at Punky Power PB Podcast slash Silver Spoons Podcast, or if you'd like to send an email, you can do so at Silver Spoons Podcast at gmail.com. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast for even the last month or so, you'll know that I've announced at the end of September I'm finishing season 3 of Silver Spoons I will be taking a break from the podcast as far as starting the new season which will start up in January in the meantime there are 3 episodes of season 3 that I did not cover because they're holiday episodes so you're going to get a Halloweenish type episode in October a 2 part Thanksgiving episode in November and a Christmas episode in November, uh, December, excuse me. So you ha- you're still going to get a little bit of Silver Spoons, and then we're going to kick off the new year with the second to last season of Silver Spoons. So yeah, it's sad. 2020 is going to be the end of, of Silver Spoons. So. But you're still going to have Full House. Still going to be rocking strong with that. So without further ado... <laughs> I want to see how this whole horse meat slash beef scenario plays out. Alright, so the episode opens in the living room and Rick, Alfonso, Kate, and Edward are all watching the school's news report on the, uh, the school's cable channel network. I didn't think that Alfonso and Rick were the same age. I thought they were like a year or so apart. So why is Alfonso now in Rick's school? And maybe the writers just wanted it that way. They changed it so he could be the same age. Because I swear when we met him, he was like a year younger than Rick was. But the writers probably figured if we don't put them in the same school, how are we going to get these storylines to sync up if they're not the same age? Oh, Freddy's there too! Gosh, Freddy, you got tall, bud! So I'm going to play this clip. And Coach Kramlitz said there was nothing wrong with the Fuller High basketball team that, quote, couldn't be cured by some taller kids who know how to shoot. Unquote. <laughs> <laughs> Over to you, Rick. <laughs> finally! Finally! Here's a bulletin. Switzerland is suing our school cafeteria for libel, because they call last week's special Swiss steak. I don't want to say the food in the cafeteria is bad. How bad is it? Well, primitive tribes travel thousands of miles just to dip their darts in the gravy. <laughs> so goodbye until next week, when our special guest will be Mr. Burholz from Woodshop. He'll show us how to make an attractive lamp from a piece of driftwood. Thank you. That was very good, guys. You're definitely improving. Yeah, it's only our third week in the year. And last week we had a 17 rating. Wow, 17% of this city was watching you guys? No, 17 people. <laughs> Oh, well, uh, that's more than 16. I love the cafeteria jokes, Rick, but is the food really that bad? Freddie should know he works there part-time. Oh, yeah. Uh, I I only clean up. I have nothing to do with the cooking. (laughs) Tell him what the cafeteria staff does for lunch every day. We eat out. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. That's Bob and Barbara. Dinner shouldn't take long, son. We'll be home early. Okay. Oh, Edward, I forgot to tell you, after dinner, they're taking us over to Blythe and Steve's house. He's going to show us pictures of their trip to Finland. Oh, fantastic. You really mean that? No, I was just practicing. So, we have Alfonso with a 
red striped tie, tan suit jacket, talking about how he had interviewed the basketball coach who hopes that they could have some taller kids that can actually shoot baskets. They might have a winning team. Now, Rick... Alfonso says, alright, it's over to you, Rick. And we go to the other side of the table and there's just a pad of paper there and no Rick. My guess is these boys are just... One's working the camera half the time or trying to adjust it because we see the camera. When Rick finally comes on screen, we see the camera is like starting to tilt downward. To the point where Rick has to like bend down so his chin is like on the table to deliver his news. So apparently Switzerland is suing Rick's high school for liable. Oh, because they called last week's special Swiss steak. Okay, whoever wrote that joke for the show, that was lame. <laughs> but hey, Kate and Edward find it funny. So Rick starts in about uh, the cafeteria food. And see, I don't want to say the cafeteria food is bad. And then, of course, Alfonso squeezes you know, his, his head into the shot and says, How bad is it? And Rick says, primitive tribes come all the way to our school to dip their air, their darts in our gravy, which means the darts are poison, poisonous darts, I get it. So, it seems like a once a week cable show that the boys have going on here. And they're going to have a woodshop teacher come on as a guest next week to show them how to make a lamp out of driftwood. I'd like to see that. That sounds interesting. And Rick and, or um, Edward and Kate say, so you, you guys look like you're having a lot of fun doing this. And you, you're just really good on, on air. And Rick says, yeah, we are up like 17 now. 17, what do you say, 17%. Oh, no, because Edward says, really, 17%, that's pretty good. And Rick's like, well, no, it's only 17 people. But that's better than what it was a week ago, so. They're starting to get their viewership up a little bit each by each episode. Edward and Kate say, hey, we're going to be going out to dinner with a couple friends. Kate says, well, after we're done with dinner, those friends are going to take us to another couple's house where we're going to watch slides from their trip to Finland. And Edward's like, oh, wow, that's fantastic. And Kate kind of looks at him like, really? He's like, no, I'm just practicing for when they ask. Like, what I think of their trip. So, Rick and Alfonso got to come up with a better story for their next show. To try to up the viewership. And because Freddy works in the cafeteria, he says he needs the job for college and also to eventually earn enough money to get contact lenses. He's got a really hot story that he just, he needs to get it off his chest, but he's scared he's going to get found out and that he's going to get fired. He really needs this job. He needs those contact lenses. He needs the re uh, references for college. So he says he was getting onions in the stock room and behind some boxes he had to hide because the principal Mr. Snodgrass was getting money for real meat for the cafeteria but turns out he was just getting horse meat and pocketing what was left over. That is a story that needs to definitely break because that is just that is I, that is just gross. Those poor horses had to die for these kids to eat. That's sad. So I'm going to play that clip. Alright now, we need something more exciting for next week's show. How about an interview with Christy Brinkley? Do you know Christy Brinkley? No? But how about an interview with her? <laughs> well, I've got some news that would knock this town's socks off. It would blow the lid off the school. It would drop like an H-bomb. People would be talking about it for months. Really, what is it? I can't tell. It's a secret. <laughs> Why did you bring it up in the first place? You, you always do that to me. You, you get me excited, and then you throw a bucket of cold water on me. Why do you do that? Why? 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 
actually, it'd be great to get it off my chest. You know the beef patties on a bun they sell in the cafeteria? Yeah, the twin burger? Well, they ought to call it the Daily Double. What are you talking about? It's not beef. It's... to warm up the sweet rolls, I don't eat them myself because my mom says it gives me distress on the lower tract. Anyway, my assignment was to get some number eight onions out of Mr. Snodgrass's office. He's the cafeteria manager. Wouldn't you know, the bag broke. They spilled all over. I bent down to get them, then Mr. Snodgrass came into the office with this guy Larry, who owns the Happy Dale Meat Company. They never saw me, but I overheard everything. The school is giving Mr. Snodgrass money to buy real meat. But instead, he's buying cheaper horse meat from Larry and passing the savings along to his pocket. <laughs> Come on, let's get this on tape for our next show. Oh, oh no, if I told all this, I could get fired. I need this job. Every dime I earn goes towards my college education and contact lenses. Freddie, 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 this is an important story. It has to be told. It must be told. The American public has the right to know. Besides, it'll make our ratings skyrocket. <laughs> but this guy Larry looks real tough. I bet he cuts his nails with a chainsaw. <laughs> Freddie, if you tell your story on the air, we'll disguise your identity, and no one will ever know it was you. You're my personal guarantee. From now on, you'll be known as... Mr. X. So, Freddy does not want his face to be revealed on air because he's scared of this big guy who has given Mr. Snodgrass money. He looked kind of big and tough, like he beat up Freddy. Ricky assures, Rick assures him, like, hey, look, we're going to bleep out your face. We're going to distort your voice we'll call you Mr. X nobody's gonna know your identity you will be safe if he's the only kid working with those adults um wow yeah it's not gonna be hard to figure out who told especially if he was told by somebody to go get some onions and the fact that even the cafeteria people are not gonna eat that food because they eat out Granted, Freddy says he really doesn't have anything to do with the food. He just cleans up. Well, then why were you sent to go get onions? All right, let's find out what's going to happen now. So, Mr. X, you're saying the cafeteria is selling horse meat? Look at your baby. And there you have it, fellow students. An ugly web of kickbacks, lies and meat that used to wear a saddle. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. X. Don't mention it. <laughs> you sure about this, son? My source saw the whole thing. I can't believe this is happening. I want to talk to your principal first thing in the morning. What's his name? Dr. Percy. <laughs> yeah, hello. Oh, Dr. Percy, I was just trying to remember your name. <laughs> Yes, we were both watching it. Dr. Percy, I want to express my... Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, goodbye. He wants to see us both in Mr. Snodgrass's office immediately. I have to meet Mr. Snodgrass face to face? Afraid you do, son. Uh, just a second, Dad. So all they do is they have Freddy wear a mask, which almost kind of looks like the the redheaded guy from the cover of Mad T Mad magazine, and Freddy's just putting on a 
like a husky just you know type of voice so you can't understand what he's saying <laughs> so yeah the story broke the horse meat is being given to the kids in place of burgers Edward shuts off the tape and says is this true Rick says yes he's like well then I need to speak to your principal then because I am very concerned I guess the principal is Dr. Percy I thought that was Mr. Snodgrass. One of them's got to be a principal and one's a vice principal, I'm guessing. But of course, the phone rings. The duck goes quack quack. The duck phone. And Edward goes to grab it. Says, oh, Dr. Percy, it's just trying to remember your name. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. He hangs up, looks at Rick and says, you know what? I guess he wants to see us both down there. So... Rick's like, oh, wait a minute. And he grabs the mask that Freddy used. I swear I've seen this room before. This is a... This is like a makeshift principal's office or what? Because the desk is so low to the ground. There's boxes. It almost looks like they're in a supply room. Like where Fred... Is this where Freddy was when he hid out getting those onions? Because now it's just got, like, plaques on the wall of this principal's, you know, degrees from different universities and different schools. It also looks like the room that Rick was in when, um, with the special friend episode where the guidance counselor was. It also makes me think of, I know it's not the same room as the last episode where those two, uh, crooks with the cameras were, but... I think it's just, like, the similar, like, paint on the wall. It's not teal. It's kind of a sea green color. Seafoam green. But let's find out what's going on here. Okay, Mr. Snodgrass is a cafeteria manager. Gotcha. Now, okay, good. Things are falling into place. Dr. Percy's the principal. Okay. So, of course, the principal's got the teachers back. Like, don't worry, Mr. Snodgrass. Your reputation is safe. We're going to... Like, blame it on this this kid. Your cable broad show... Broad show. Your cable broadcast show has made a lot of people upset with your allegations. This guy makes me think of J.K. Simmons in the Spider-Man movies. He just... He's a fast talker like that Micro Machines guy. It's like, whoa, dude, slow down. I'm only catching, like, half of what you're saying. Apparently he's gotten calls, this principal, from 25 people that are all very upset at these allegations of their children eating horse meat. Or children, or students, or whatever. People are just upset. And he's really throwing the book at Rick here. I want to meet this Mr. X who you had on your show that put our school cafeteria to shame and everything. And even Edward's standing in like, uh, excuse me, you will not talk to my son this way. How do you even know it's him? Are you insane? I get taking away the, the program, the cable show, if Freddy, if Rick doesn't reveal this Mr. X. But suspension? For a rumor. Really. Edward even says, you need to be investigating this. I don't like, I don't like the idea that my kid's eating horse meat instead of actual beef. My son needs to be eating cows, not horses. This is ridiculous. I'm going to play this clip. This principal is full of hot air. Mr. Stratton, Bill Snodgrass has worked with great dedication as our cafeteria manager for the past 17 years. Thank you, Dr. Percy, for those kind words. <laughs> well, I'll get right to the point. Your son has made some serious charges on his TV broadcast, which has caused a lot of people to get upset. Ever since I spoke to you on the phone, my secretary has logged calls from at least 25 people. And what makes you so sure it's my son that's wrong here? Why don't you investigate this situation? Well, I'd like to investigate it. That's why I want to meet your Mr. X. All right. All right. I'm going to give you 24 hours to come forth with your eyewitness, or I'm going to have to suspend you from school and take away your TV program. But I... 
24 hours is what Rick has to reveal Mr. X. You know, this reminds me of that Simpsons episode where Homer started a website and he decided to, like, make, like, listen in, go to most bars, see what hot stories are being talked about, and then putting it on his website. And he has a bag over his head that says Mr. X so that he wouldn't reveal his identity. But, I mean, what else can Edward do other than say, well, if you sus suspend my son, I'll take you to court or something like that. I don't know. Because Edward's on the phone now. So is he talking to a lawyer, maybe? Let's find out. Either that, or I'm guessing he's doing a little bit of sleuthing of his own, because clearly the school would rather interrogate this Mr. X than actually go and dig Because if the school... Whoever is behind it is clearly going to protect his employee over a student's word or a supposed false rumor. So, let's find out. I I hope he's on the school on the phone with Edwards on the phone with a lawyer because I wouldn't stand for that garbage. I mean, they're not expelling Rick, but the fact that they're going to suspend him that is ridiculous. What kind of school do they have running in New York? Fuller High, or whatever it's called. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that's good, that's good. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, that's just what we need to know, F. Lee. Thanks a lot. Hi, Dad. Yeah, great news, son. I just talked to my lawyer, F. Lee. Wait. Your lawyer's F. Lee Bailey? No, F. Lee Birnbaum. <laughs> His real name's Homer, but who wants a lawyer named Homer Birnbaum? news, son, is that if they suspend you from school, they're violating your First Amendment rights. That is good news. Yeah, well, the bad news is that if your source is wrong, Mr. Snodgrass can sue me for everything I have. Oh, well, don't crap. worry, Dad. Marty Stevenson's dad's a chemist, so Alfonso took him a cafeteria burger to get analyzed. They're just coming straight back here with the results. Great. I also sent Kate on a little fact-finding tour of the Happy Dale Meat Company. She's going to tell him she's opening a chain of discount hamburger joints called Budget Burgers. Hmm? She's looking for some very cheap beef. Thanks, Dad, for believing in me. Ah. No. I hope that's good news. Kate, what do you hey, got Kate. for us? Let me take that for you. What'd you find out, huh? Well, first of all, the Happy Dale Meat Company's slogan is, All our cows are happy. Of course they're happy. They don't kill them. I bet you their horses are plenty depressed. Yeah. Well, I'm afraid they're a well-respected <laughs> firm. They, they have dozens of awards for quality. They sell to the best restaurants in town. And their founder was the author of what has become known as the Bible of the beef industry. Mm. <laughs> the joy of meat. <laughs> well, I hope you're not going to get bamboozled by all this. Well, the Better Business Bureau hasn't had any complaints. I am waiting for a credit report, but they sound like they're squeaky clean. All right, what we got, Alfonso? Okay, Alfonso, what was really in that meat? Well, it's 100% grade A beef. Of course. Crap. It doesn't surprise me in the least. Once he knew we were on to him, he switched back to the good meat. Oh, yeah. Rick, maybe Dr. Percy was right. Maybe this Mr. X just has a grudge. But that I'm positive. My witness is a completely reliable, honest, bumbling clod. Oh, why, oh, why did I ever believe him? Yeah. Kate, let's go into the library. I better call F. Lee. F. Lee Birnbaum. No, F. Lee Bailey. I'm going to need him. So, yeah, I was right. He's on phone with his lawyer trying to make sure that, you know, the school cannot suspend Rick for these allegations. Apparently, yeah, his First Amendment rights. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, oh, is that for the, oh, shoot, what's the First Amendment? Freedom of speech, right? Yes. Um, the only bad news is, is if Rick's source is wrong, if Freddy is wrong, then the school can apparently sue Edward for all he has. Edward sent Kate out on a little sleuthing mission to the uh, the Happy Burger Place company that does all the meats. And so far, Better Business Bureau has not 
you know, she's even had a credit report run in this company, and they're squeaky clean. There's nothing there. And also, Alfonso comes back because Rick says they took a burger to be analyzed. Turns out it's all beef. So, it's not horse meat. And this isn't good because Freddy... Freddy, why? Why, Freddy, why? Why did you do this? I can Alfonso think, hey, I bet anything they switched back from the horse meat to do the the ground beef from the cows so that way they wouldn't get caught. And Edward says, well, Rick, I hope your source is pretty good. And Rick's like, yeah, he's really reliable and trustworthy and why did I listen? Oh, my goodness. Well, Marty Stevenson's dad is a chemist. Okay, so that's how that burger got um, looked at under a microscope to test it to see if it's beef or, or horse meat. Happy Dale Meat Company. So basically Edward had Kate go out and pretend that she was going to open a chain of budget burgers or discount burgers or to see what she could find out. And yep, they're they're pretty squeaky clean. They really, their track record is pretty straight and narrow. No, no problems, no blips on their credit reports, nothing. Oh, uh, their slogan, Happy Dale's slogan is, all our cows are happy. And Rick's like, yeah, because their horses are, their horses are the ones that are depressed because they're getting, they're being killed. So apparently this Happy Dale meat gets shipped all over the place to all the best restaurants on, in town. So if something like this where they're serving up horse meat got out, that company would be run out of town on a rail. They'd be shut down. And they even put out a book which is referred to as the Bible of Beef. Bible of the Beef Industry. So Edward says, Alright, Kate, you and I go into the library. I gotta call F L and Oh, F Lee. And he says, No, actually I need to call F Lee Bailey because I'm going to need him. He's like the Sam Bernstein of cases. Or one of those top lawyers out there. I can't really think of any off the top of my head except for Sam Bernstein. So Rick says to Alfonso, look, I guess we're just going to have to bite the bullet on this one except that we were wrong. Freddy was wrong and we have to apologize on air to Mr. Snodgrass. And Rick says, well, I'll be humiliated, but hey, at least we'll still have our house. Then off goes the, the duck phone. Okay, let's find out. Freddy... Are you a crappy source or not? I think you are. Well, I guess the only thing left to do is go on the air and apologize to Mr. Snodgrass. I'll be humiliated. But at least we'll still have our house. <laughs> Hello? Oh, hi, Freddie. I'm at the cafeteria. You'll never guess what I just overheard. Snodgrass was talking on the phone to Larry. You know, the guy from the Happy Dale Meat Company? And he told him... Uh, uh, crying won't help, Sheila. Huh? That was a close one. Mr. Snodgrass just went by. Oh, quick, what'd he say? He said to Larry, You heard me, Sheila, I need freedom. I am a party animal. <laughs> Freddie, what are you talking about? Sorry, Rick. Anyway, Snodgrass and Larry are up to the old tricks again. They're meeting at 4 o'clock, and I think it's important. Why? I looked at a scratch pad, and there are a lot of dollar signs and nooses. <laughs> we could get that meeting on tape. Is there any place to hide in there? Well, there are some boxes in his office. Freddie, we'll get me right down, okay? I don't think that's a good idea. I can't talk anymore, Sheila. I have dedicated my life to the food service industry. <laughs> So Freddie tells them that Snodgrass and the Happy Dale Meat guy, our Larry, are going to meet in private. They got a scrap of paper in Snodgrass's office that Freddie saw that had like dollar signs and nooses on it. I don't like that. That makes me nervous. But every time that Snodgrass walks to his office, Freddie, of course, has a pretend he's talking to someone named Sheila like I need to be a free man I'm a party animal don't tie me down 
I'm sorry. This is just not working out. I can't talk to you. I am giving my life to the food service industry. I cannot talk to I can't commit to you. I've committed already to the food service in industry. Oh, I see a sign, a yellow sign in with black lettering that says all employees must wash their hands before handling food. So this guy must know that Freddy is up to something because Freddy's on the phone and Snodgrass has walked past at least three times. He's gone into his office, come out of his office. I kind of want, because now Rick and Alfonso are going to come down and spy and see if they can get that confession on tape between Larry from Happy Dale uh, Meat Corporation and Mr. Snodgrass. So... We'll see how that goes down. Part of me is wondering if maybe this is just, like, a big joke. Like, they've just set this up as a fake story to put, like, their school on the map or something like that. Let's find out how this is going to go down. I'm curious to see how this is going to go. If they get caught, if this was just a, ha, huh, don't worry, it was all a big joke. But it put the school on the map. Freddy, you stay here and be on the lookout. If you guys get caught and go to jail? Yeah? You won't tell them that I'm Mr. X, will you? Freddy, I promised I wouldn't reveal you as my source. And I'm sticking to that promise. Rick, you're the best friend a guy could ever ask for. And if you're caught and sent to prison, I'll send you cigarettes. <laughs> they don't smoke. I know, but they use them for money in prison. I saw it in a movie once, The Big House. I don't want to call it a big house, though. Doesn't look like any house. Look more like a zoo. I think, I think they should call Ready? it a big zoo. Yeah? Stop babbling. It's just a nervous thing I do. Sometimes I can go on and go on and go on. I just can't help myself. I mean, mom says hyperactivity, but I have to go on for one minute. We can hide behind these boxes. No wonder the food tastes so bad here. Look at this. Potato helper. <laughs> worth of clothes at Saks Fifth Avenue? Oh, give me this. Hi again, Mr. Snodgrass! <laughs> so, Eddie says, hey, swear your fidelity to me that you will not reveal my source if you get arrested. I will give you cigarettes in jail if you go to jail. Like, they're high schoolers. They're 14. They're not going to jail, Freddy. And, of course, Rick's like, well, we don't smoke, Freddy. He's like, yeah, but they, you can use them like money in prison. Like, And uh, Freddy just babbles. Keeps running off of the jaw. Just like, shut up, Freddy. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. So, Rick and Alfonso head into the office, and they have... They're black containers that hold the video camera. So basically, they only need to get really sound, right? Because they're in a closet right now. But this guy is clearly taking money from the school. So that is a story there that that guy could get fired. Because they find a receipt on his desk for $1,000 worth of clothes from Saks Fifth Avenue. Right, so that guy's lining his pockets with money that's supposed to go to the school. He's buying a wardrobe from Saks Fifth Avenue. Yeah, this guy's going to lose his job regardless. And if he doesn't, I'm going to be very angry. Very angry. And that principal's going to have to apologize to Rick. So Snodgrass leaves his office. Rick and Alfonso come out of the closet with the camera. And Rick is trying to make it so the boxes are not, like, in their way. They can still hide behind them, but they need to have room to get video of this confession. However, Rick's not paying attention as he's putting these heavy boxes down, one of which is on Alfonso's hand. Ouch. This guy, seriously, every he, like, leaves his office and then he comes back, like, within, like, less than five minutes. What is he doing? Freddy's the lookout, of course. He's at the water cooler. I'm sure he's going to be like, Hi, Mr. Snodgrass! How are you? So 
the guy has the nerve to actually call Freddy out. Well, the nerve, of course, because he works there. He's the head of the cafeteria staff. There, Jeremy's fixing uh, the bathtub, and he's gonna work on the toilet next, so... Maybe it will help lower our water bill. Anyway, yeah, he's like loitering again, Mr. Lippincottleman. Like, what are you doing out here? Every time I come into this hallway, you're here either on the phone or at the water cooler. Freddy's like, oh, I was wondering if you could recommend a college where I can get my degree in cafeteria, cafeteria, ology or something. Like, what? And Mr. Snodgrass just glowers at Freddy and says, why don't you go to the one I went to, the School of Hard Knocks? Like, dude, are you threatening that boy? Freddy's like, do you need good grades to get in there? And the guy just looks at him and calls him a wiener. <laughs> I'm gonna play this. This is hilarious. Loitering again, Lip and Cuddleman. No, sir. I was just wondering if you could recommend a good college for me to get my degree in cafeteriology. Why don't you go to the one I went to? The School of Hard Knocks. You need good grades to get in there? Wiener. Sorry, I'm late. My yoga class ran long. That's okay, Larry. I was knee-deep in a pudding problem. So it's not. When do we resume business as usual? Don't call me snot, okay? I'm sorry. When? Well, a couple weeks after things cool off. Good. Because we can't make any money like this, huh? And that's coming straight from the horse's mouth. Horse's mouth. Uh, horse's <laughs> you might say it's kind of a horse of a different color. <laughs> all right, all right. Quit horsing around. <laughs> hey, hey, I mean it. Quit horsing around. What are you getting so hot about? You're the one that owes me the money. All right, all right. I'm sorry, uh, all I got's 50s. That'll do just fine. Oh, Larry. Oh, crap. I've been having a problem in here with R-A-T-S. They got a camera. Uh oh, we were doing a documentary on electrical outlets. You've got a grade three primer down there. <laughs> we got some sensational footage. Oh no! Well, there's your evidence. Dang it! Thank you. I think this is the kid that started all the trouble. And this must be. <laughs> Mr. X. No, I'm not. If you're not, who is? Come on, talk. Oh, I, I bet I could make him talk. Yeah, I'd say the odds are in your favor. <laughs> More uh, R-A-T-Z. Come in! Dad! There he is, yes! Hey, 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 you guys all right? What's going on here? These troublemakers broke into my office. Is that true, son? Well, well, sort of, but we have the goods on them. It's right here on this tape. Which is now garbage. <laughs> Said this guy, Larry, he was just about to pay Mr. Snodgrass a lot of money. And they made all kinds of horse jokes. All right, Mr. Snodgrass, now what's this all about money and horses? All right, Dr. Percy, I confess. <laughs> I play the ponies. <sighs> well, I'm getting confused. Now, what are you doing here? They were talking about doing business when things cooled off. Well, uh, I merely suggested the children would appreciate beef barley soup on a chilly winter day. Oh, they're good. Well, Mr. Stratton, Dr. Percy, this man is a convicted felon. He is? Yeah. That credit report Kate was waiting for finally came in. Seems Larry sold funeral plots. It turned out to be in the middle of the Long Island Expressway. <laughs> Before that, he sold defective candles to churches. No wicks. What? 
Yeah, he bought the Happy Dale Meat Company three months ago, and he's been ruining their reputation ever since. I deny the alleged allegations. <laughs> the bottom line remains that these two boys witnessed no wrongdoing. But Mr. X did. All right, now, who is Mr. X? I'm still not telling who he is. I made a promise. We seem to be on the horns of a dilemma. Dr. Percy, this is ridiculous. These boys should be punished to the fullest extent of the law. Now, you just hold on one minute. They broke into an innocent man's office. That's invasion of privacy. Kids today? <laughs> and if I weren't such a decent man, I'd sue you for slander. Maybe I will anyway. I'm going to take you for everything you have. And Dr. Percy, I want you to see to it that these boys are expelled from the school. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I have something to say. Mr. X is... Mr. X is... Just say it, Freddy. Mr. X is me. Thank you. You're Mr. X? I saw the whole thing. There we go. The kickback, the horse meat, I'll swear it went in a court of law. Dr. Percy, the kid's a wiener. A wiener? <laughs> well, you've got your Mr. X. Now, that ought to be enough to open an investigation, huh? Yes. I'm definitely going to look into this. Good. I welcome it. No, uh, me fire too. him. Gotta go. See you around, Scott. No, Star. you're not going in You're going to put in jail. Freddie, you didn't have to do that. Yeah, that took a lot of courage. Wait a minute. This is news and we're here? Come on. I'll get the camera and put in the new tape. So yeah, sorry, that clip was very, very long. Um, Let's go back to the beginning as Larry, who... Now that I think about it, remember when I was looking through the cast list for this episode and I thought this Larry person was, like, a kid? No, I recognize that guy. I want to look this up real quick. I bet he played in the movie Dumb and Dumber. The guy that uh, Harry and Lloyd actually hit, uh, give a ride to and then they ended up... He was going to try to poison Harry and Lloyd. And then they took those pills. <laughs> because they put a bunch of hot stuff, uh, peppers on the guy's burger, and he starts having, like, a, either it's a heart attack or an ulcer. No, he keeps saying his ulcer, his ulcer. And they give him the, these pills that they think are going to help him, but he ends up dying. I'm going to check that out now. I apologize. I was 100% wrong. That is not even remotely close to being the same person. <laughs> I feel stupid. <laughs> anyway, okay. So, these guys are in business together, Larry and Mr. Snodgrass, and they're making jokes about horses. And remember how I said Rick and Alfonso are behind these boxes? Snodgrass sees the mirror that's behind the boys that the boys don't see, so he sees the boys that are hiding there. And Snodgrass is like, hey, I think we got some rats here. No, he says we have some R-A-T-S's. And Larry, of course can't spell. I don't know what. But, um... He's like... It's like, rats! There's rats here. Behind those boxes. They pull the boxes apart. Grab the boys. Rick, who has the camera, and Larry takes the tape and just basically just rips it apart in his bare hands. Like, you got no evidence now. And Larry, like, grabs the kids. And even Mr. Snodgrass, who's just a cafeteria person... Is like just manhandling these boys. It's like you can't do that. So Rick's cover is oh yeah. Um, we were doing an, a a documentary on electrical outlets. You have a three pronger, a nice three pronger down there. So Rick and Alfonso try to leave, and Larry and Snodgrass kind of hold them back. Like you're not going anywhere till we get a real explanation as to why you're here. Snodgrass recognizes Rick as the kid who started all the trouble with the cable access show and the horse, you know, saying that they're swapping out ground beef for horse meat and feeding it to the kids. They, Snodgrass thinks, like, if he's the guy who's on the cable access show and did, um, spilled his guts about the switch on the meat, you gotta be Mr. X. And Alfonso's like, oh no, I'm not Mr. X, uh-uh. And they want to know who Mr. X is. Larry's like, oh, I can make him talk. And Rick kind of looks at him like, I bet you probably could. 
There's a knock on the door. Snodgrass opens it. You think it's gonna be Freddy? No, it's Edward and the principal. Like, thank you. And Edward's like, are you guys all right? Edward's like, Dad, thank goodness you're here. And the principal's like, what is going on here? It's like, yeah, I think you need to start doing background checks on your employees. Or evaluation, or definitely. We find out that Mr. Larry here has been giving the Happy Dale meets a bad name. He's been selling candles with no wicks to churches. And Dr. Percy has no idea who Larry has never seen him before. Like, who are you? What are you doing here? Rick's like, yeah, he and Mr. Snodgrass were talking about doing business when things quote-unquote cooled off. Yeah. So Larry's like, oh, I merely suggested to the children or that children would like beef barley soup on a cold winter day. And Alfonso's like, oh, they're good. Yeah, they're trying to cover their butts right now. And Edward does reveal that Larry is an ex-con. He's a felon. So they did a credit report on this uh, Larry guy, and it turns out... What's up, Quinn? You okay? Quinn came racing up the stairs. What is it, a bug? What's in the ceiling? What is it? Are you okay? Everything alright down there? You didn't flood the bathroom, right? You didn't flood the bathroom? Never mind. Sorry about that, guys. Um, <laughs> he's been selling empty funeral or funeral plots to people that are listed on the freeway. What in the world? Get this loser out of here! So, Mister Snodgrass turns around and says, "Hey, I'm gonna sue you for slander. Your boy and his friend are gonna be expelled." Meanwhile, on the other side of the door, Freddy's hearing all of this, and he's conflicted, like, do I reveal myself? Should I reveal myself? And the idea that Mr. Snodgrass is so funny, like, I'm gonna sue you for all your worth, Mr. Stratton. Finally, Freddy's conscience catches up to him and says, hey, look, I'm Mr. X, alright? That's who it is. Mr. X is me. And then he goes, but however, with his voice. Mr. Snodgrass is like, they broke into an innocent man's office. That's an invasion of privacy. Like, dude, you don't have a case here. You don't. And he makes up a lie about, I played the ponies. I played the horse races. Like, shut up. You're a loser. You're a jerk. He ever better be suing your butt for all you're worth. Per I mean, if you can afford $1,000 Saks Avenue... Then, yeah. When Freddy reveals himself, the audience claps. I clapped even. Like, thank you, Freddy. Thank you for being a friend. Now your friends will help you get those contact lenses you want. So, Edward kind of takes over here and says, Alright, you got your Mr. X. That should be enough to open an uh, investigation. Which, definitely. But Rick, of course, wants to get all of this on camera to kind of clear the air. Let everyone know what the real story is. Freddy, you didn't have to do that. Yeah, that took a lot of courage. Wait a minute, this is news and we're here? Come on! I'll get the camera and put in the new tape. Rolling? Yeah. Three, two, one. Hi. This is Rick Stratton coming to you live from Mr. Snodgrass's office, where Mr. X has had the courage to reveal himself as Freddy Lippin Coddleman. She has agreed to launch a full-scale investigation into what we like to call Cafeteria Gate. Mr. Snodgrass, how do you... Mr. Snodgrass, how do you feel about that? No comment. <laughs> so Larry gets out of there, and of I like how Rick refers to it as... Uh, he says cafeteria, cafeteria Gate, kind of like that whole Watergate scandal thing. And he brings on Freddy, like, hey, here's the reveal of Mr. X as Freddy does his voice. And the principal's there. And, of course, Rick's like, here, let me go get um, Snodgrass. And Snodgrass, of course, is putting a hat on to cover his face and a trench coat. And he's trying to get out the door. So it's Mr. Snodgrass. 
care to say a few words? And he's like, no comment. And he leaves. Like, yeah, that guy's clearly going to be fired. We better find out because now they're back at home. And Rick and Edward and Kate are all watching the results. I want to hear how this goes down. Hopefully that guy got fired. Hopefully Larry's back in prison where he belongs, where he can't hurt anybody or anybody or scam anyone. And they're back to just serving the beef, as it should be. And so following a week of intensive investigation at Fuller High School, it was discovered that this reporter was right, and Mr. Snodgrass voluntarily resigned. Mm. As for the Happy Dale Meat Company, they've been shut down. At long last, we know, where's the beef? Yes, where's the beef? <laughs> Stay tuned for part two with Mr. Burholz and how to make a driftwood lamp. Well, congratulations, son. You know, you guys were awfully lucky. What do you mean? Well, what if your source had been wrong? You would have unfairly damaged Mr. Snodgrass's reputation. So you better be sure from now on you check your facts thoroughly before you broadcast them on TV, okay? Okay. Oh, it's on. By this time, you have carefully selected your driftwood. <laughs> <laughs> So Mr. Snodgrass, uh, he resigned, of course. So, yeah, that, that's pretty much the episode. He just goes on to Edward says, you know, son, from now on, yo, Happy Dale Meat Company, boom, shut down. Am I right? Yep. Edward says, son, I hope you learned a valuable lesson in this. This could end very badly. And also, check your facts in the future. Check your sources. You got a source, you got some news from someone, you go undercover, and you make sure they have all the facts. Because it could have ended in not a good way. So, yeah, and now we're going to get to making drift a driftwood lamp. And, like, oh, they all reach, Kate and Edward and Rick all reach down. They got their pieces of driftwood. They're ready to go. Like, let's do this. And that's the episode. It, it was cute. Um, how many trains do I want to give this one? Mmm, wow. Man. I'll give it a three out of five trains. Three out of five. F Freddy appeared. He was honest. He revealed himself at the end, which is good. Edward, I like that. He jumped on the horn when Rick was in trouble. Grandy got on the phone to a lawyer. When the teacher said, I, or, um, like, you're going to be, the principal said, I could suspend you, and this and that. So, definitely being a major papa bear coming out, protecting his young. Um, did not like Mr. Snodgrass, did not like him, didn't like Larry. I kept wondering, like, and you see that shot of the the boxes and stuff like that with the boys, you know, Rick and Alfonso behind it. You see that in the opening? I kept wondering where is that going to come in? Yeah, I'd say the silver spoonful for this episode is definitely going to be before you go on air and you quote something that you assume is fact, check your facts, check your sources, I know the freedom of speech and all that stuff, but you can't openly go on air and just slander somebody without having all the facts, because they could sue you for defamation, I'm sure of it. Alright, let's talk about the next episode. For next week, is going to be Season 3, Episode 22, entitled Return of the Paisley Conspiracy. March 17th, 1985 is when it aired. Edward forgets Rick's father and son banquet when he and an old buddy revive their singing career. Uh, I would be very angry if I were Rick. I would be very angry. You could do that revival of your singing career anytime. Why did you have to miss his banquet? This has got a 6.5, so it's actually considerably less than the 7.9 of the all, all the principal's men. <coughs> So, dang. This is like the highest rated episode in the whole season. Oh my goodness. Wait. 7.8. What's this one again? 
Oh, let me go back here. Seven, seriously? Can you believe this? This episode on IMDb, All the Principal's Men, is 7.9. That's the highest rated episode of all of season 3 here. Granted, there was one that was like 7.8. Where is that at? Where is it at? Growing Pains Part 1. Was this, uh, Survival of the Fittest, 7.8. Best Friends, uh, 7.8. So, Wow. So yeah, that's the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And I will be back with the return of the Paisley Conspiracy. Weird band name. I don't get it. <coughs> Everyone have a great weekend and a great week. Bye-bye.